All right, all right, that's some good stuff. Four things that stood out to me, obviously, was the final thing she said. She said, saving money uh, will save you. Uh, that's powerful, man, um, because like um, the guy said, it said, it's going to rain. Other things that I wrote was, and we'll get to some of these points here, is that emergencies are expensive. Emergencies are very expensive. And unfortunately, a lot of us, we ignore the warning signs before the emergency. Oftentimes, most emergencies come with, an, come with before it a warning. Most emergencies come before it with a warning. For some of you all who have cars or have been in cars, you'll, you'll drive, right? And uh, you'll see uh, the flat tire uh, icon in the, uh, on the dashboard and you'll see or the check engine light come on. Uh, about time you see the check engine light, it's pretty much too late, right? The thing about emergencies is, is that the quicker I, uh, uh, the quicker I take care of them or the better I maintain them, the emergency is becomes or becomes cheaper. Meaning that, for instance, if I see a check, uh, like a flat tire icon on my dashboard, it says I got to go uh, put some air in my tire. Now, that may be free. I can go to uh, Sam's uh, Mart um, and put, uh, 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 put air in my tire for free, right? But if I keep driving on that flat tire, not flat tire, but that tire with low air, what happens when the tire gets flat? All of a sudden now, what would have cost me pennies on a dollar with my tires on my car is probably going to cost me $300 a tire. So what happens is we've been programmed to ignore emergencies or not necessarily emergencies, we ignore warnings. And when you ignore warnings on your dashboard of life, what could have been a $5 fix turns to a $5,000 fix. Another thing that he said was you can't out earn your stupidity. Just like you cannot outwork, you cannot work out a bad diet. You can't outwork a bad diet. So if I go to the gym and I work out every single day, but every single day I eat cheeseburgers and chili cheese fries, no matter how much I work out in the gym, you're going to still, exactly. You can't outwork a bad diet. The same is you can't out earn stupidity. So if the, the, the lower I am in my financial literacy, will hinder me from succeeding. Now, let's get some of these questions here uh, and we kind of go through it. Number one, what caused you to have money is you what some of it? Kept, kept. Yeah, you kept some of it. That's important. The, when money comes in, like he said, you don't want to have more month than you have money at the end of your month. I don't want it to be January 23rd and I still have seven or eight days left but barely have $8 in my account. That's scary business. If you at January 23rd and you still got bills to pay, you still have responsibilities, but you have more month than you have money. The goal in life is to always have more money than you have month. So about time the month is over, you still have money to carry over. There's no greater feeling than knowing that I can carry money that I made in this month, carry it over to the next month because I don't know what next month has. A scripture that I love to kind of elaborate on, I'm probably talking about two is, the Bible says, don't worry, about uh, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has its own cares. All right? It talks about that, meaning that if I don't take care of the cares of today, what happens when I compound my cares of the day with my cares of tomorrow? Meaning, next month, in February, I don't know what's going to happen next month. I don't know what I'm going to lose, what's going to happen. So I got to make sure that every month I carry money over to the next month to compensate for the problems of that month, right? 
And so number one is what caused you to have money is that you kept some of it. Keeping some of your money is important. He also said that spending is more fun than saving. That's true. But saving end up being more fun than spending. So when I save my money now, what's the point of knowing every summer my family goes to the beach and I don't save for the beach trip? And then we get to the beach trip, we don't have no money for the beach trip. And all of a sudden, all we can afford is actually being at the beach. <laughs> all we can afford is, oh, baby, all we can do this, all we can do this time is put our feet in the water. That's all we can afford. I'm sorry, babe, but it's beautiful, though. <laughs> but, my, but my wife hungry. <laughs> my wife won't eat somewhere nice. Nah, babe, we got to go to McDonald's. But we got to go get a dollar menu. You know what I'm saying? You still want to be with me <laughs> now? No, no, no. When you know there's something there, so let me save for it. So I can make sure that she enjoys the trip versus just going to the beach because the beach part is free. So you have to keep some of your money because because you want to be in a position to really enjoy it when you want to enjoy it. Number two, Murphy's Law is this. If it can go wrong. Oh, I'm going to give it to you. If it can go blank, it will. If it can go wrong, it will. That's real, man. That's not even pessimistic ideology. That's 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 real. Anything, everything, like your spleen, <laughs> every organ you have, if it, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Like from humans to machines to buildings, anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So therefore, you have to be mindful of the moments beyond the moments you enjoy. Meaning I just can't be focused on, oh, I'm having a good time now. I got to make sure that I have enough for whatever may go wrong. And one thing that I love about uh, or what I have experienced the older I get, maybe y'all understand this soon, is the power of maintenance. What is maintenance? Keeping up or yeah, keeping up with something or keeping something up, right? Maintenance. Maintenance actually prolongs the life of a thing. Like if I don't maintain my car, like if I don't wash my car often, if I don't wax my car often, if I don't uh, do maintenance checks often. What's going to happen to the vehicle? It's going to run down. Now you've seen cars like you know Toyotas, Lexuses. Those cars. Uh, the owner, the founder of Lexus, uh, is a Japanese company. Says we build our cars for marathons. Like we, we, our philosophy with our cars is longevity. Like like Miss Forrest Lexus. That's a 1990s something Lexus, and it's still running in 2022. Right. So how can something that old 23? Oh, wow. Hey, welcome to the new year, y'all. We're here. We made it. So what I'm saying is it made it to 2023. So what I'm saying is, is that your philosophy has to be almost Japanese to the point to where you say, I'm going to build what I build for longevity. Like, I want to be well built. I don't want to be, what's a cheap car that breaks down? I don't want to be, no knock to this, I don't even know if, if it's a low class car, a Mitsubishi or, or, or whatever, whatever kind of car that's, that may not be built well like a Lexus or built well like a, Dodge. a Dodge. Dodges, Dodge. yeah, and, and, and yeah, Dodges, right? So, for instance, you don't want to be in a position where you a Dodge and can't dodge things that may come against you. You want to be a car or a vehicle that can stand the test of time. So maintenance is important. And maintenance on yourself. What are some things about us that we have to maintain if we want to obtain? Huh? What? No, no, go ahead. I didn't hear you. My bad, bro. Maintain value. Value or values. Why, why is that important to maintain? Save again. 
Hygiene. That's good. We'll, we'll go to value second. So hygiene. Hygiene. Why must you maintain hygiene? Nobody gonna be around. I wouldn't want to be around myself. You know what I'm saying? Hygiene is important. Uh, uh, breath, underarms, you know, uh, butt cheeks, all that stuff has to be maintained. <laughs> Nobody wants to be around someone that got BO. You know what I'm saying? And so hygiene is very important to maintain because, ladies, let me ask you, ladies, I'll get to you. Let me ask you a question, ladies. Would you want to be around a man, if a man, I don't care if he's handsome, he's handsome. From distance, he's handsome. From distance, he's looking at you, looking at him, and you think he's cute. You initially were attracted, right? But he gets up close to you and your whole atmosphere changes. <laughs> your whole environment just started decaying around you at the, at, the, at the moment of his presence. Would you entertain him anymore? Hygiene is important, fellas. And, and ladies is important. So what we have to think about, oh, uh, hygiene, so values. Yeah, but you can buy a person soap, but you can't make a person wash. You can you can wash them. You can wash them, but that well, means if you ain't washing them, they ain't gonna wash. They ain't gonna wash. So what I'm saying is, you can buy a person soap all day. You probably you probably y'all probably bought somebody some soap and toothbrush and toothpaste this Christmas because <laughs> you try to give them a subliminal message. But what I'm saying is, you can you can give people the provisions, but they can't be washed. Go ahead, fam. Maintain your mind. Man, I'm telling you, your mind for real, like. Let's talk about the mindset for a minute. Your secret weapon, real quickly, your secret weapon, the most valuable asset you have beyond the Holy Spirit is your mind. Why is your mind the most valuable asset besides the Holy Ghost himself? Why is that the most valuable asset? Your mind stays sharp and you say what now? Constantly growing. Constantly growing. So the mind, they say the mind's a terrible thing to what? Waste. 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 Yeah. So many people have ne- have yet to tap into their mind. Like I'm doing a video on YouTube pretty soon about the mind and imagination, but but this is this this right here is my greatest weapon. Like we talked about intellectual property. Is the greatest property that you can own. That's the best real estate you can own. It's intellectual property. And the unfortunate thing is most people are one moment away from losing their mind. We are one, all of us to a degree, if we don't maintain it, are one moment away from losing mind. What happens if you lose your most favorite person right now? You could be one moment from losing your mind. If your mind ain't stayed on God, if something happens to anyone in my family, I can lose my mind. Or what happens with people that made all the money in the world and didn't lose it but had a bad mindset? They can lose their mind. Or a person they loved more than anyone, that person cheats on them, walks out on them, leaves them, lose their mind. What moment are you are moments away from losing your mind? You got to maintain your mind. What are some ways we can maintain our mind and keeping our mind settled and set on the right things? Goals. Goals, staying close to God. What are some of the things that we need to keep our mind stayed on? No, keep thinking, keep thinking. So we said, my, we said staying close to God. What was the two things? Goals and staying close to God. Yeah, goals and God. Yes, ma'am. 
Oh, oh, yeah, 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 big dog. Isaiah Rory didn't come in here, right? No, ma'am, he didn't come in. The man scurried. Reflecting on himself. Yeah, reflection. So we got reflection, goals, and God, right? So we'll start with God because he's God, right? I have to keep my mind stay God. Like, why you put goals for me, fam? Anyway, God first. If I keep my mind stayed on God, it doesn't matter what happens in my life. I'm straight. Ways I stay on my mind on God is realizing that if God, if God brought me to it, God would bring me through it. Who brought the children to the Red Sea? The, Moses or God? God did. So you think God was like, oh, man, we should have made it left. God brought him to the Red Sea for what purpose? We got to turn around. So why, why did God bring them to the Red Sea? So why did God bring them to the Red Sea? Get him through, but why? What was the main purpose he got him for? What's the main reason why he brought him to the Red Sea? Those, no, 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 no. Those are good. Something, something deep. Go deeper with that point. What happened? Yeah, what I'm happened? Captain, captain. Well, no, 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 no. Alright, alright, so at the Red Sea, right? And they opened it up, right? Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay. You know, the, the army, they tried to, they tried to go do the Red Sea too, but then like, he closed water and they were showing that he was on the ground. He brought them to the Red Sea to make the sea more red with the blood of the people that was his enemies. Think about it like this. Now, the beautiful thing about God is, I love about the Red Sea. Did they cross the Red Sea and the, and the floor of the sea was muddy or was it dry? dry? Dry. The thing about why God brought them there was, and you, you could almost imagine the people was frustrated with God. Like, God, you, bro, we just left Egypt. Now we at this Red Sea, miles that way, miles that way. And now we hear chariots. You're going to be in a place in life. Where you're going to have an impossible, un- incrossable situation. You're going to have people behind you complaining. And then behind the complainers, you have your haters and your enemies. And you still have to trust that God can get you. To- now, what did God tell Moses? Did God part the Red Sea without Moses? Or what did Moses have to do for the Red Sea to be parted? Moses was like, what we going to do, God? And God said, what's in your hands, Moses? I God said, what's in your hand, Moses? What he's saying is to cross impossible situations, you have to use what's in your hands. What does hands use, normally used for? Building things, creating things, right? And so when my mind is stayed on God, God is going to be like, for instance, one of the most depressing seasons of my life was when I was maybe 20, 21, where I was becoming suicidal, where I was losing my mind. And then I was crying out to God. I was like, God, man, bro, I'm out, bro. I'm coming to see you today. By 6 p.m. today, I'm coming to see you because I don't want to live anymore. And for a few hours as I was contemplating these thoughts, right, and then I was like, God, save me from this. Like, God, pull me out of these emotions. Like, like, like God, hey, I'm drowning. You know what God gave me? He said, Josh, go write a book. Bro, I don't want no book. I want a boat. <laughs> Give me out of this water. I ain't trying to drown. Give me a boat, not a book. But every time I look at that first book I ever wrote, it's like my pain transferred from me to that book. So God used what was in my hands 
to deliver me from this drowning in my own Red Sea. Build your own boat. Now, what's better? That's a good point, bro. That's proud. Like, now I've been writing, I'm writing my 10th book now. So meaning that when, when I was once drowning, God said, create something that will never have you drown again. Now you can actually sail over what was meant to drown you. So what books or what boat are you supposed to build? Like, like, like when your mind is stayed on God, there's always hope. No matter who you lose this year, no matter what happens this year, you can stay on the boat because you know who's in the boat with you. That you'll know we're surely going to make it over. Like, like, like no matter, you got to have that type of mindset where you say, I'm not losing my mind because I'm going somewhere. Being creative is important. Every day, you should not go a day without being creative. Not one day. If you go a day without creating, you wasted that day. We were created to create. That's why every day I have to write a sentence in my book or I have to do something with words. I have to post a quote. I have to do a, 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 a quote of the day. I have to do a video. I have to do something to keep myself sharpened. So I have to keep my mind maintained because your mind is what's going to help you obtain. What was the third thing we said? We said, God, uh, your mind. We said values. Why should we maintain our values? I still didn't think about it. It's okay. It's okay. Values. What are values? Family is a value. Uh, you, va- no, 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 no. I put, put God second. That. Listen, but see, we, we, the goal in life, God ain't jealous because he's second or third. God understands that I may be third now. Like, we, like we've been in situations where, like TCU, te- uh, that's a uh, Texas, that Texas, who, what, Tulsa Christian University? Is it no, the, Texas Christian University. Texas Christian University, TCU. Really? Nobody expected them to beat Michigan the other day. Right. Right. So what I'm trying to say is God is like, I'm a TCU. I'm a Weber State. I'm a sweet, not sweet 16. I'm or you that made sweet 16. Like he's saying, man, no matter what seed you put me in, I will upset your number one. And so God is saying, I may not be number one now, but it's going to come a place where you ain't going to cry out for money. <laughs> you ain't going to cry out for for Kendria or Chelsea or or Marcus or, or Matt. You ain't going to cry out for them. You're going to cry out. To that number one, when that football player last night, and I hope he's okay, uh, got hit, Twitter was filled with uh, atheists and Muslims and Christians saying, please pray for him. Or we have to pray for him. Or please, God was trending on Twitter. Please, God. See, people don't say ESPN. or When when that boy was on the floor about to die, everybody was calling God. Yes, ma'am. Can I have Chester? Of course, yes, ma'am. You saw, what Skip, you saw what Skip said? But, 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 no, 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 but read, no, 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 y'all missed, y'all missed his tweet. The last part of his tweet was saying all that is irrelevant. Everybody got mad at his tweet, but when you look at his tweet, he was saying this is what people are thinking, but he says all of this is irrelevant. So people got mad because they only read the top part of his tweet. But when you know he's a writer, he's poetic. So when you read his tweet from a poetic standpoint, he was saying this game, this game got all these things with the ESPN can't 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 even think about not doing this. But he says all of this is irrelevant. So everyone got hyped and mad at Skip because they read the top part, but didn't know that he was poetically saying. Yeah, Skip. Why? Yeah, Skip. He was saying that uh, 
is uh, there's no way they're going to cancel this game. This game has all these things going on. And, and but he says all this is irrelevant. So if you read the top part, you'd be like, oh, skip, because skip has a history of doing that kind of stuff. But if you read it, I was like, nah, and he even doubled down. He said, I said it was irrelevant. All these other things. But that's how people do take something and then run with it. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what, what was he saying? Like, he was all say- things like outside the actual game was irrelevant? No, no, no. He was saying like, you yeah, can feel, he was saying you can feel that now you can feel what uh, uh, Roger Goodell may be feeling right now. Oh, this is a valuable game. We're about to make money. The second point he was saying was, Oh, this game has uh, standing stipulations with it. This game, but all of this is irrelevant because of this man's health. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what he was saying was, you can almost imagine like Roger Goodell, like man, but this we got we got sponsors though, and then he could almost feel how the players, the coaches feel like, but this game could put standings. But he was saying all of this is irrelevant because this young man is dying, and so everyone took the tweet as thinking like. He was saying this, but he was poetically trying to express, like, that's crazy, all this happening right now, but all of that's irrelevant because this young man's dying. Mm-hmm. What, what happened to him? Like, was it like a cardiac arrest? Cardiac arrest. Cardiac arrest. So what he happened was they said, quote, unquote, that the, the helmet hit his heart at the right moment that caused his heart to kind of get off beat. So when he got, when, I guess I don't know. I didn't see the play because I don't, I don't like seeing that kind of stuff. I was like, I mean, it, 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 it don't look bad. It, 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 it looked like a regular hit, but like the way his helmet, like he had came and then he, he's on defense. Yeah. So his okay. Head, okay. Like, he was tackling, bro, and then bro had like went like. Oh, okay. But it was so old caught him and then threw him and then stood up and walked and then just. Yeah, he got back up. Like, yeah, he got he up and walked. Like, walk yeah, it's probably, probably, they, they say that they, they, you got hit at the It's a freak accident. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying. And so, uh. Right. Yeah, for real. Wow. Because, like, I used to get hit, like, right here, right here. Because his <laughs> hands was like. But he like, said, they said he had an underlying heart issue. He had an okay. Yeah, they, they said, said that nobody knew about. Because wow. everybody, some people have heart issues that nobody knows about because they're not big. And they said he had a, it's a commotion. Because I know you're talking about, yeah. So, I saw it on YouTube. He was a doctor and he said the, uh, the, it's not a cardiac, it's not a heart attack. Y'all think it's a type of heart attack that happened. Yeah. So they said he's uh, in critical condition. So they, they the game? Yeah. 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 And so it was my point before that. But yeah, uh, man, what was I saying before that? Yeah. So basically, that one incident happened. Everybody's a believer in God. So what happens when, for instance, if uh, a tsunami hits, a bomb, a nuclear bomb hits, everybody crying out to God. You hear. Uh, even atheists, they'll be like, they'll at least say Jesus Christ. They'll, they'll, they, there's always some level of please God and praying for you. The whole world was saying that just about. That's what it's kind of figured on Twitter. But that's just how it is, is that, that uh, uh, God is always going to be the number one. So let's go to one. Number three, saving is blank a part of your budget. Always. always. It has to be. It has to be. Or... Or you won't be able to enjoy what you want to enjoy. Number four, in America, nearly eight out of ten families are living what? That's the scariest thing you can live off of. Because you're one. Imagine if you live in paycheck to paycheck. Let's say if your paycheck is, hey, where's my, okay, here we go. You're making uh, $4,000 a month, right? 
you spend three thousand eight hundred and ninety-eight of it every month. How much you got left? I'm gonna go. Do the math. Do the math. How much you got left? One hundred and two dollars. Is that right? $102. But it is January 20th. What? What? $120? And you have 13 days <laughs> to go. Then what happens? We live Now all of a sudden you Uber driving for 13 days, Instacart for 13 days. You're doing something to boost this up. But a lot of people, now what happens if you get a flat tire and your flat tire costs $300? Oof. You can't, you can't. Right. Now all of a sudden now you gotta use that 102 to take the bus. Yeah. <laughs> so paycheck to paycheck is basically saying that as long as everything is normal, we're good. As long as there's no as long as life is like this, we're good. But what happens when this happens? Yeah, you're not good. You're not good. So why people like Keep up with the Joneses. So people spend this much money. For instance, if you make it four thousand dollars a month, it's probably not wise to get a house that costs two thousand or twenty five hundred dollars a month for it. That's why I say you gotta live below your means. Because if you don't live below your means, you end up being mean because you have no money. So what happens if you live up to your paycheck? Then you're basically saying that that I'm trying to live at a certain level. That's why you see a bunch of people that are billionaires still wearing Target t-shirts. Because they have the mentality of, I may, because what happened when uh, Tesla stocks went low or when Facebook stocks went low? I forgot how much how many billions of dollars Mark Zuckerberg left, lost because of the stocks of Facebook. 200 billion. So even billionaires can lose billions. Like this is his biggest loss in $200 billion gone as a company, which means he lost money too. I think Tesla lost some money too. But what I'm saying is, is that even you, I mean, look at one comment from Kanye. You turn know, him from a... He's mid, but we know, we know this might be the year they take him out. I mean, we, we, if, you know, if you know how the world is set up, they basically told us that he's one of the next ones that they're going to get up out of here. So he's missing. I wouldn't be surprised if it's at the same time Kobe... Yeah, so they either, he's missing because they're trying to reprogram him or he's missing because they're about to set us up to be emotionally disturbed because we That's lost Kobe. this polarizing figure like Kobe Bryant when we lost him in January, what, three years ago. And we all know that Kobe was, well, I ain't going to say that. But anyway, um, even if you make all those billions of dollars, Kanye went from being worth two point something billion to only be worth $400 million because of a comment. And viewers keep taking this money too. That's why, let me ask you, let me tell you this question. Got think about this. Think about this. That's why the Bible says, "What? Don't lay up for yourself treasure on earth, where where uh, uh, thieves can break in and steal, or where it can be rusted, right? Because when you got a heavily bank account, right now I'm richer than the richest person on earth. That's not a believer. <laughs> I'm richer than if 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 yeah. If, if Elon if Elon's not a believer, I'm richer than him. Because I'm tapped into heaven. So when you tapped into heaven, you never disturbed. The Bible says the wealth of the wicked is later for the who? The just. So I don't mind the wicked making money because it's laid up for me one day. But that's basically saying that even billionaires can lose money. 
Even billionaires can be in a position where they can lose all. So you can't even. So imagine if you got forty billion, and you live in a thirty-nine, and you live in a thirty-nine point nine billion dollar life. <laughs> Do you know how quick how quickly you can spend a hundred dollars? As quickly is as quickly as you can spend a hundred million. People think that oh, if I have more money, then I'll save. You can lose a hundred million. Like if you got a hundred, that's people in the NBA, NFL. Who Shaq said it, plenty of people said it that when they got their first check. Who was that person I saw? It was uh King Von. Was it that's name, King Von? I saw it on, on one of the little uh on of YouTube shorts or uh, whatever it is. But King Von said, uh, they asked him a question like, so uh a uh, hundred thousand dollars when you get what was your biggest check? You your first big check. King Von said a hundred thousand dollars. He's and they said, What did you spend hundred thousand dollars on? Did you save it? He said, No, I ain't saved on that money. He said he bought he bought he gave his boys ten thousand each. He got his mom whatever, and he got. So then what happened was, but he knew he was gonna make more money. But even though you can't have, I'm gonna spend all my money because I'm gonna make more money. You can't have that mindset because if you live like that, one day the money gonna dry up. You ain't gonna like Jay Z said in one of his verses. You only white hot one time. White hot is the hottest flame. That's the white hot is like oh that's hot. You're only going to be white hot for like a moment. How you manage that, that level of heat will determine how steady you stay warm. Because everybody tapers off. Drake was the biggest rapper of all, uh, uh, in a particular now. And now all of a sudden people don't even think Drake's a top rapper anymore. Like he, I'm talking about, he, I didn't even know he had an album with 21 Savage. I didn't even know. But there was a time when Drake came out. No, no. But there was a time when Drake came out that I would have even known he had an album out. But see, you have to be a real fan to know that Drake came out a song with 21 Savage, right? But if but Drake was so famous that when the Hotline Bling, Hotline Bling came on, I even knew Hotline Bling came on. You know what I'm saying? That's how hot he was. Now he comes up with an album, even the casual listeners don't even know that Drake came out with an album with 21 Savage. But if you're in that world, you'll be like, man, how could you not know Miss Daddy? That's why they was asking people like, there's a difference between an actual fan and a casual fan. An actual fan feel like the whole world knows that this person does this or that. The casual fan is just like, oh, I didn't, didn't know. Right? So saving is making sure that I always have something just in case something happens. Number four says in America, nearly eight out of ten films. That means we got how many people in here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, look at that. Ten. We got ten. We got ten. So two of us. So two of y'all will actually not live paycheck to paycheck. What? Now, even if, let's say, uh, Val still makes she makes more money than everyone in here, but she still lives paycheck to paycheck, she still can be broke at any given moment. I ain't want to call you because Val ain't gonna be broke. I know Val ain't gonna. But what I'm saying is, is that they said he even said that when you go to the million plus dollar houses. They say eight out of ten of those families still live paycheck to paycheck. <clears throat> they paychecks bigger, but they're one incident away from moving. <laughs> you one, they're one paycheck, they one mistake away from being in an apartment. And so that's the scary thing is because you can live a lavish lifestyle for a long time, but when it becomes the wrong time, you lose that life. You have to. That's real. Because when you have, so for instance, there's going to be a time 
where you're going to have to live paycheck to paycheck. That's life. You're building wealth. Nobody's going to walk out of here and, and be wealthy. So it's like, I mean, my start, I'm going to have to live paycheck to paycheck my start. So what I'm saying, let me rephrase that. You don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. So, for instance, you as a young man, you're in a, you're in a great situation. All of you are in a great situation. Because right now, y'all don't have much overhead. Y'all don't have no debt. A lot of you all don't. All y'all really have to your name, to a degree, is a cell phone. And sometimes your parents take care of that. So you get a chance to really develop the right mindset, a mature mindset, where you say, you know what? I refuse to live paycheck to paycheck. Meaning... A wise person says this. A stupid person says this. When I turn 18, unless, I mean, if you got a good home, if you got a toxic home, you got, I understand you got to get out. But if you got a good home, a stupid person says, I'm not living with my mom. I'm, I'm about to move back in after I'm doing college. The goal, the goal is this. <clears throat> what you do is, <clears throat> when you understand that most bills, most leases, rents, mortgages are $1,500 and above, what you do is you say, okay, mom, I'll stay with you and give you $300. So now you stay there for three years only having to pay. So let's, for instance, you get a big... I don't have to pay. I'm just, I'll just buy groceries. See, that's, that, that could be the deal. Like, but, but, but that's better than paying 300 because $300 of groceries... I don't, I don't really got to pay nothing. It all boils down to the agreement you have with your parent, right? And sometimes you be like, but mom gets on your nerves. Like, but I'd rather her get on my nerves than the world get on my nerves. Right. I'd rather say, all right, mom, I'll come home at 10 for you to be able to sleep at night because mom only wants you home early so she can go to bed because a mom's stressed out knowing baby's still out there. I don't know what's happening to him or her. Right. So, for instance, you stay at home with mom. <clears throat> you stay at home with mom and you bring it home four thousand dollars a month. That's that happens. You bring home four thousand dollars a month. You give your mom three hundred dollars for groceries. How much is that? That, that, well, you still that got like three thousand seven hundred left. So three thousand. This is after you done paid taxes, and let's say you pay tithes right. So three thousand seven hundred. Right. That's right. how much money you have to play with when you stay home with your parents. Do you know what you can do with three? Now we know what most people do. Wait, they, they, <clears> they spend it. They spend it. But imagine you say, okay, you come in with a plan. There's, there's millionaires that still stay in their mama's basement. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they, I mean, they probably bought the house. Yeah. <laughs> but they still want to stay humble and say it's their mama's house to keep the hungry there. I understand. You got $3,700 to play with. Now, live it up. You can still spend 1000 on you if you want. You can travel. You can travel. But 2000 2000 should be... Imagine being able to save $2,000 a month and wait for God to say cast a net. One thing I love about this story with Peter in the boat is like Peter was toiling all day and <clears throat> he's a fisherman. So he's like, man, I ain't catching no fish. If I don't catch no fish, I can't get no money. If I don't got no money, I lose my honey. Simple as that. Easy math. So he's toiling all day. I ain't catching nothing. Jesus comes up and say, Peter, one more time. Right over here. Jesus, come on, man. I've been toiling all day. You a preacher, man. I'm a fisherman, bro. I, and he forgot that he the one made the fish. <laughs> so, so when he listened to Jesus <clears throat> cast his net, they said they caught such a big catch. He had to call the other. So you, let me tell you something about how Peter was a businessman. Let me tell you something about the Bible. The Bible, the only, the only two people, the two groups of people 
that were employees were who? Slaves and soldiers. Right. People, when they hear the word slavery, oh my gosh. They, American slavery and human trafficking slavery has nothing in comparison to Bible slavery. Bible slavery was not servants. slavery, huh? It was like servants. It was servants. Basically, I owed you money, and so instead of, pay, instead of me paying you back, I give you free labor to make money off of my free labor. So if I owed you $100,000, <clears throat> Old you hundred thousand? No, you never know, people. Bro, I done borrowed money from you. I, my business failed, and I and you saying I need my money. What you gonna do for the next seven years? You gonna work in one of my business for free and make my hundred thousand dollars back, right? Whatever your talent is, what you good at? Okay, you build houses. Build me a house or build me a barn for my animals, and then when I make my hundred thousand dollars back off of your gifting. You're good to go. <clears throat> so that was biblical slavery. <clears throat> Excuse me. Everybody else owned businesses. That's the opposite of the American financial structure now. 90% of people, quote unquote, are employees. The others are entrepreneurs. Back in the Bible days, what I'm trying to say is Peter didn't just own one boat. <clears throat> he had plenty of boats because the Bible says he called his other boats. In to get the fish in. He had employees, he had employees. But, they, but they weren't just employees, they were partners. Because what happens when you got a partner? Yo, oh, let me buy your boat, I buy your business, and whatever you get from your boat, I get they your do. percentage. I really, business is all about percentages, not payments. Like, I want a percentage of your business, so when you sell your business, I get that back, right? <clears throat> so what I'm saying is, is that Peter... All he had to do was sit by the shore and wait till Jesus said, cast that. So what I'm saying to you all is, you can save this much money. What I do with my money right now, I save until God showed me how to behave with that, what I saved. What do you want me to do with this money? I don't, because you know what happened when I was young and dumb with money? When people was giving me money and stuff like that for ministry, I would buy flyers, I would buy posters, I would buy uh, 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 merch, I would buy a bunch of stuff and, and then come to find out when a bill comes through, it was the exact amount that that person blessed me with. But I spent it on something that God didn't send it for me to spend it. So what happens when you say, you know what, God, I'm going to wait to spend so that I can have this money in the end. So you don't want to live, say it again. Wait, don't take the bait. That's powerful. Wait, don't take the bait. Because the bait's always going to be there. But you have to have that maturity mindset to say, you know what? i rather, for instance, right now, i rather cook my meals. i rather do that than to, you know, be set up to be, to fall into the jaws of Bojangles. Anyway, number five. <laughs> you will have a financial what at some point in your life? You can't escape emergencies. It's going to happen. It may be little. It may be a lot. But like Deion Sanders, it's coming. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, it's coming. It, it's, doing, it's doing Instagram reels as we speak telling you we coming. <laughs> it's telling you right now, oh, we coming. <laughs> and my bag's Louis. <laughs> it's coming. Emergencies are going to come. And when emergencies come and you don't have nothing in the bank account, <clears throat> now... Life is trash, man. 
Saving money takes discipline, y'all, and we have to be disciplined. And we still got a lot of time left. All right. Let's get to reading. You want to read for us, Val? All right, I'm closing up. Oh, let me read. Let me. A learning objective is to understand the importance of saving money to avoid a variety of fi- a variety of financial problems. A variety. They 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 come in different shapes and sizes, man. Like it comes some days, some year you might go a whole year and be like, "Ooh, ain't nothing big happened." But you don't know when it's gonna be your year for that big to happen. You don't know. Main idea is saving your money isn't easy. It's not easy when you want them new shoes. It ain't easy when every time you, you know how it is when you say something and then you go to Instagram or you go to TikTok, Facebook, and that same thing you said is an ad in your stream. You're like, man, these jokers. <laughs> you say something and your phone hears it and you got an ad right there as soon as you're on your phone. They, they, they want your money. Saving your money isn't easy, but if you start making it a priority, and your money plan right now, it will make your financial life a lot easier in the future. So what I'm doing right now, not right now, but when my daughter gets a certain age, we're going to have a jar system. Um, I don't want her uh, to feel the pains of having to save. I want to teach her how to save so it, it seems like it's normal. So what happens is the reason why we're not financially literate is because our peoples wasn't financially literate. So what happens is they, were, they had a poor mindset. Now we have a poor mindset. Now when we hear something about changing our mindset, it makes us uncomfortable. So what I'm going to do is a jar system. You know, you have your, your, uh, your tithe jar, your giving jar, your giving to charity, giving to the church, and you got your savings jar, and you got your spending jar. So every time she gets money, I'm going to say, go to your jars and put, let's break your money down. I'll probably have some loose change, some loose money to break her big change up. I'm going to say, now, how much are you supposed to put in the giving jar? How much are you supposed to put in the savings jar? How much are you supposed to put in the uh, enjoying jar? So that she can see this is what normal life was meant to be. The goal in life is to see things originally, not necessarily differently. When you look at something differently, you look at it from your perspective. When you look at something originally, you look at it from God's perspective. This is how God originally wants you to look at it, right? And so... That's why saving may be difficult for some of us <clears throat> because we never saw it lived out in our lives. All right, so are Americans good savers? Go ahead, Val. Picture this. You're out with friends and just finished seeing a movie or checking out that new smoothie show. As you drop one of your friends off, crash. Oh, the side effects. Okay, okay, Val. <laughs> new year, new Val reading, bro. Okay, Val. <laughs> I felt that crash, but I said, like, oh, airbags. <laughs> You broke the tail light on the car, and mm. the mailbox is more horizontal than it should be. <coughs> what do you do? Well, if you don't have any money saved up, you're likely panic texting your parents asking for help. You've just gotten a taste of how awful an emergency feels when mm. you don't have any money to cover it up. I stopped there. Now, no matter how big the emergency, if you have more money in the bank, it don't feel that bad. Emergencies only hurt when you don't have it. To pay for it. So sometimes you almost got to feel, all right, man, what will this feel like if I don't have it? That's why right now, emergencies are not all financial. Am I right? Some emergencies are emotional. Mm -hmm. Some emergencies are mental. Right now, I can go and make all the money in the world right now. My daughter turns three. Daddy, I want to play tea. I don't got time for tea. She's seven years old. Daddy, can you go outside and play with me? Nah, go enjoy it, you know, outside by yourself. 
She's 10 years old and she's like, but dad, you know, can we go here? Nah, babe, I'm, I'm traveling to, I got to go to five cities this month. She's 16. Baby girl, you want to hang out with me? Nah, dad, I'm busy. Think about that. For 16 years, getting all the money in the world. But now all of a sudden she's 16 and she's dating a guy I don't like. What can you do? What, what, you can fight him, but what, he, but, but what if he says back to you, after you beat me up, I'm still getting that. Then I got to kill him. <laughs> and then if I kill him, I'm in prison. But if, but think about that. You know, every time I look at my daughter, I think about scenarios. For real, for real, for real. For real. Think about this, think about this. With my daughter right now, she's four months, real quick, she's four months old, right? I think about these emergencies at 16. So that it'll get my mind focused on, no, 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 hold it today, Josh. Nope. Every, I want to be in a position, I told my other class this, I said, I'd rather lose a lot of funds than lose my family. What I mean by that is this, I'm not talking about losing funds I've made. I'd rather miss out on funds and I'd rather miss out on opportunities that can make me stupid rich, but then I'd be bankrupt to my family. So now you have to customize your life. Think about this. Always have to think about this. I have to customize my life to ensure I don't have certain emergencies. I don't want to be 56 and rich. Imagine me being 56, rich with a lot of money. For all these years, oh, Mr. Desi's daughter seems happy. Or oh, Mr. Desi's son looks happy. And all of a sudden... You see that she's out here in the streets. Mm. It says we heard about her. We, you, you, what, what you mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, but but then all of a sudden it don't matter how prestigious I look. Y'all gonna be like, gonna look at me sideways like, damn, Miss Desi, man. How can you be? There's no way a daughter. Let me. There's no way a daughter or a son ends up in the streets or in someone's sheets if you're a good dad. Mm. There's no way. If you're a good, holistic, well-rounded dad, your daughter or son will not be out here wilding out because you're a good dad. Now, good dad doesn't mean, oh, my dad is present. But is your dad a present? Is he a gift? Is he like, but baby girl, I, I put you in the best school. But baby girl, you, you, I got you Mercedes at 16. But baby girl, you're going, you're going to good college, baby girl. Baby girl, but baby girl, baby girl. But, but then the dad, the baby girl says, but dad, you was never in my world. That is what I feel right now. Before she can even say dad, I'm thinking about customizing my life. To eliminate the emergency of a phone call saying, Dad, I'm pregnant. She's like seven years old. Huh? Dang, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that boy went deep, but 12 maybe? <laughs> 12. Yeah, maybe 12. Maybe 12. 14? Okay, well, they ain't, they ain't Tali took it. <laughs> or she's seven. Dang, what do we, what, <laughs> what do seven-year-olds do? <laughs> Tell me. Or she's seven, or she's seven, and she's. What? She got beat up. She got beat up. She got Yeah. Oh yeah. She. Oh, she in detention every day. I get it. 
I'm in a business meeting and, and your daughter was still wilding, Mr. Anthony. You got to come down here now. She fighting the principal. Got the principal. No, no, no. I worked at elementary school with some seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds who are terrorists, bro. Like, one, not, one, one third grader, one, one third, no, third, yeah, third grader threatened to kill me with some scissors. Oh, no. Yo, yeah. I dealt, no, I'm serious. I dealt with kids. No, well, she didn't have her medication. And they told her I was the I was the you know BMTL attention guy. You got to go to Miss Desi. I'll stab him with some scissors. That's what she said. So see what I'm saying? So for me, and then come to find out, no, 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 no. And what tripped me out was okay. I was at I was at listen. I was at someone's wedding. I wasn't in it, but I was at it. Right. The same girl is in this guy's wedding. So I'm I'm about to go into the bathroom, and the wedding party is in the lobby. Hey, Mr. Ezzy, I, I said, hold up, man. What you, what you got in your hands, bro? You, you don't threaten my life. But, <laughs> hey, man, I ain't hugging you, bro. Gap you up like that, man. But what I'm saying is, is that if I pay the bill now, even though it costs me in the world, I can enjoy the world with, a, with my daughter who ain't wilding. So you got to think about that right now. That's why the Bible says a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children. That's not just financial. I got to live with a mental, emotional inheritance, making sure that my daughter don't feel like daddy is. You know how many girls be in my office talking about I have a good dad, but he ain't. I have a dad, but he's not there, but he's there. Like there's people that you can look at their behavior patterns and you can tell they don't their dad ain't there. But I know they dad at church. And I be looking at the, I'm like, usher him and, and, and uh, uh, a minister this. And I'm like, but your kids, you preaching a good five minute message. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good tithing exhortation. But I know more about your house than you know about your house. That's what you don't want. Because emergencies, I rather pay the bill now. Because that's, that's cheap. That's just my time. All right, baby. What you? We'll tea time. All right, for the fifth time a day, we'll play it. You That's true. So, for instance, when my wife, like my wife, my wife, and she's probably hearing this right now. My wife. Are you live right now? No, no, I'm, I'm recording. I post on Instagram, YouTube. Like, my wife don't be caring, bro. I done spent six and a half hours holding the baby girl, and it's two in the morning. My wife walks in. She don't say, go ahead, baby, it was time. She'll sit down and want to have a conversation. And I'm sitting there like this rocking. I'm like, bro, I about dropped the baby two times after I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. And, and you want to have a conversation right now? If I don't pay that bill right now. If I close my ears to her, somebody else will open their ears to her. She ain't an ugly girl. That's why it's important to say, I'll pay whatever bill, because I don't want the emergency of I come home and there's a letter on the counter saying, me and baby girl gone. Or, you know, I decided to live with my mom because you're just unlivable. Emergencies come multiple ways, not just finding, because emotional and mental emergencies cost the most. <laughs> It costs the most. So what? It, what basically what we're trying to say is, is that save for emergencies. The Bible talks about five wise and five foolish virgins, and they had oil in their lamps, and they had oil. Oil can me- metaphorically represent 
your emer- emer- uh, energy stockpile or, or, uh, or finance. It can, it can represent anything. And the five unwise virgins who didn't have husbands but knew how to save oil, the unwise ones, spent their oil, meaning that they kept their fire burning longer than they should. Like they spent too much time in that relationship, so they burnt their oil and energy. They spent too much time in that friendship, they spent their oil and energy. So when the bridegroom came, when Jesus came back, they didn't have no oil. The Bible says the five unwise said, uh, they went to the five wives and said, can I borrow some oil from you? No, fam. The bridegroom is here, but I don't know how long this trip going to be. It's two in the morning. It's still going to be dark for five more hours. I need this oil. Go to those who sell. The metaphor, the purpose of that story is watch where you spend your oil because when Jesus needs your oil, you have no oil. You can't follow him. Some of us right now are spending, and I'm telling y'all young, so y'all, y'all may not understand this. You're spending your oil, your energy, your attention with this guy or this girl or this ideology of what manhood is or ideology of womanhood is. And you're investing so much in this artist or this, this imagery this artist is portraying that makes you feel uh, imaginative again and you become like them. You're spending all that oil and then when God wants to use you or when it's time for you to be use, useful, you have no. Do you know there are certain people who God gives the Kanye shrug to? You out of oil, man. I can't like you're so damaged. I can't use you. If a preacher gets caught with adultery or preachers get caught with anything bad, church done. <laughs> you can't be no preacher no more, bro. Like, no, fam, you're done. You disqualified. Paul said, I forgot what the verse said. It says, I teach myself lest I become disqualified. I can't live a certain kind of way. If y'all found out I was a trash person and I come into class the next day, all right, guys, turn the page. Man, I ain't listening to you, bro. Right. <laughs> you need to turn the page. <laughs> you need to turn the page in your life <laughs> to chapter two and fix it. That's what you're going to say. So I have to live in a certain kind of way because I don't want to. The worst feeling a leader can feel is when he comes in front of the people he was supposed to lead and they don't want to follow him no more. So you have to think about where you're spending your oil because you don't want. There's people who is too late. You're 60 now. <laughs> Man, I'm so glad I started at 19 because I, I'm 37. That's still young. But I can only play five games. <laughs> there was a time where I could play 10 or 12. I could play all day. I can't play them. There's going to come a day where I can give y'all two games. I'm going to give y'all two games, y'all. I'm, Des, going. Y'all, I'm still going to be hooping with y'all. I'm Des, I see y'all. Two games and I'm out. Two games, 35 minutes of stretching. Yep. You see, when you see that pro, when you start, you'll be I'll be doing dribbling drills, I'll be stretching, running three, five laps around that just to play two games. That day's coming. And so while I'm still young, let me not waste my youth. Right now you're young, but how much youth do you have? You can be young at 18, but been vaping all your whole life, smoking most of your life, and be, your lungs are 55. <laughs> That's real. Your colon is 65. There's a lot of people that she'd be like, man, you 22. Think about that. You 22 years old, but you look 70. So what I'm saying is like, you can be young and still have no youth. And so it's not about, you, you can't spend your age, but you can spend your youth. Where is your youth going to right now? I'm so glad my 19-year-old self spent his youth better than most. Or 20, at 24, I'm glad he spent. 
The book I wrote 10 years ago sells, all my books sell pretty good, but that book just, but that was, I was 27 when I wrote that. So now I'm living off of the youth I've already spent. But what happens when you spend a bunch of money on something that you, that you had in the show for? We do it all the time. We spend money on food that we show the toilet before we show anybody else. <laughs> Think about that. Exactly. Your toilet sees more of your food than people see the health from the food you eat. So now you're just eating wasteful stuff and it's like the only one that benefits from it is the toilet. But when you eat to live versus living to eat, people can see your health now. Feel your health now, right? That's why I say it's from taste to waste. If, if it's, you gotta, you gotta eat with the waste in mind. Anyway, let's keep going. Well, it's about time to go. Um, and you feel horrible. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. After a while, like you eat it like three days in a row, I swear it's, row. it's not going to taste good. It's not going to taste good no more. It's going to taste like nothing. It's right. going to taste like sodium. Not even, it, ain't, it don't even taste like salt. It tastes like sodium. <laughs> it just tastes like, tastes like chemicals. And so you got to think about how you spend your youth so that you can feel young forever. What's his name? Who's the consultant of the Clippers? Um, the logo. What's his name? Um, I know it's Jerry West. 80 some years old. No, he's 90. Yeah. Bro, you 90? <laughs> and even if he was handsome, he's handsome. I'm just, I'm just messing with He's 90 years old. And he's still living his craft, bro. But that's inspiring. Like, that's why I tell, they, they say the moment you stop moving, you start losing. What they mean by that is like when you stop moving towards purpose, you start dying, like, quicker. Like, it's something about living a creative, fulfilling life that keeps you living and managing your youth well. I'm telling you, one day y'all going to be, y'all going to be 37. Y'all going to be calling me up like, Mr. Ezra, no, I know, I see what you're saying now. 37. All right, man, that, that ain't old, but I, your knees hurt. <laughs> my knees, my back, my neck. Yeah, man, when I get to that, when I get to the house, man, after hooping with y'all, I don't finish hooping with y'all, man. I'm on, I'm on the living room floor for about 30 minutes. Yeah. My wife, my wife know, I go right now, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Laying there. Because I'm like, man. And I'm be updating my little tw- uh, my Instagram talking about wins and lessons. I'm like, yep. But anyway. Lesson today, don't be. Don't be. <laughs> man, one of my lessons was, some, it depends on who I'm playing, don't drive, just shoot. Because <laughs> I'm too old to be getting fouled, bro. <laughs> I'm too old to have a twist up ankle. Y'all can bounce back from a sprained ankle. I'm out. I might not come to work for two or three days. <laughs> Right, any questions? Four or two months. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you can drag that on forever. Bro. All right, we're good.